2: There are 24 hours in every day, 1440 minutes, 86400 seconds, and we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Come Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. All right, there'll be no monologue because my feet hurt and it's hot. I am Gabe Morency, and we got Tony <laughs> Finn. <laughs> and we got Tony Finn. Seriously, I said channel 204. I'm Gabe Um, You know, legally, actually, once an hour, you got to say that, huh? But you've got to identify your like who you are and all that according to the things. Yeah. Like when you hear people say, I am this and this and that. that they have to. You have to. So, But anyway, yeah, I do it more yeah. than once an hour, but I just got to say. no. <laughs> well, let's get right down to business. So, Tony, um, yeah. you and I spoke, and thanks. Great job on Game Time decisions. So now, no basketball until Sunday. Phoenix up two yeah. games to none. Milwaukee opened up at 3.5 last night. It's sitting at 4 right now. Total's 221.5. You know what's interesting? So the money line, Tony, is minus 180 for the game for the yeah. Bucks. Yet the first mm-hmm. half... Uh, yeah. the first half. <laughs> the bucks are minus 205 on the money line. You ever seen that yeah. 25 cents higher? That's the whole all no. the team that's down 02 wins the, the first half of the, the game three. Wow. I've never seen that, Tony. I've seen like we saw with the Clippers where the numbers were whacked earlier. There's been a couple yeah. of occasions the books don't want people betting on the teams that are down 0-2 in the first half because they cover 65% of the time going back to 2005. Right. I think it's like seven and five so far this year. Um, so it's not dominant, but it's it is seven and five. What do you make of this, Tony? Do you, what do you think about the What do you think about the number? Do you think it goes up from higher from four? Or do you think it stays at four?
3: Well, first, on your comment about the first half lines, I think it's maybe a reaction. Finally, by the books, uh, you you mentioned. I think I've heard you talk about this in the past too. That the books maybe you are finally catching up with when teams are down 2-0, The first half, uh, that team is down two zero and they go home, it, it's it's uh, the the numbers are astonishing. How successful they've been. So that that alone is something that's that's a, a little bit of a mystery. But do I think? What do I think of Milwaukee? This is what I think. I think if you like Phoenix tomorrow, I think you uh, if you really, you, you really like them, then don't worry about the series or, or there's a sweep. Before we talked about this game, I like it. The price on that's only about 3:30. I think right now plus 3:30, you're gonna be better off playing Phoenix on a money line. Tomorrow at plus one fifty, and then again in Game Four, which will probably be a plus one fifty again, where you almost uh, you're almost recovering about the same amount of money as you would uh, by betting the series. So I like Phoenix still. I still do. I still think. I still stand by what I said on our show, game time decision, and that is that um, the injuries and the rosters that the roster Milwaukee has is a struggle. It's a struggle to contain the pick and roll that Chris. Paul runs, and the Suns are just uh, spread out. They're deep. They can play fast. They can play slow, and they're an issue for the for this Milwaukee team and the Greek freak.
2: Tony Finn, wager talk uh, with us. So, Tony, they played twice in a regular season. And uh, they got to 249 and 256. They get to 223 in game one. where they get to 226 in game two? So, yeah. you know, 4 0 to the over. Right, We're well, welcome to our radio. What do we got? About 30 seconds here before our radio fill showed us again. But I, I'm at the over again. You know, Tony, listen, I'm on Chris Paul to win the MVP. I'm going to buy in on Giannis to win the MVP now because I think Milwaukee was the next game. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Moretti. We're throwing it down. It's the Friday Night Freak Show. Speaking of the freaks, we got Tony Finn, the legend himself. Uh, He's melting down. It's like 130 degrees in Laughlin. They're kicking it in Nevada right now. Even the aliens in Area 51 are hot. Uh, (laughs) Tony Finn. (laughs) Tony Finn uh, with us. So, Tony, before we get you out of here, we appreciate your time. I've been betting the over. I hit the over in both games. And i think the milwaukee buck role players are going to be better at home role players always play better at home i think that uh, bobby portis will be better i think that uh, holiday and middleton are going to be better Giannis will do his thing and i know phoenix are the better team but we've been we've been to this dance before fed man milwaukee are resilient i don't think they're gonna panic The key is Sunday. They win Sunday, they'll win Wednesday again. And it's crazy you have to wait that long, Sunday and Wednesday. But if they win Sunday, they'll win Wednesday. I know it's not a cliche. Obviously, it's a big game. But, you know, like you said earlier, a couple minutes ago, Tony, Phoenix win, hey, they might sweep their ass on Wednesday. Milwaukee wins on Sunday, we could be going back to Phoenix next weekend tied at 2
3: very possible I, I, there's, if you if you doubt that then you haven't watched uh, NBA basketball this year uh, there's no yeah. lead that's safe exactly. and, uh, <laughs> and you're accurate I'm only over both games with you in this series and now they've raised it now the number's gone up it's gone up just as it always does in, in, in NBA playoff series they make uh, severe adjustments and in this case it's assess those games, those numbers they had and you listed games during the regular season, one of those games was an overtime game so we can, you know, the high scoring in that game was it's obviously going to happen when you run an extra five minutes but that said the Suns scored 118 points uh, they win last game they shoot 40, 20 of 40 from three point line and they still really never separated themselves to a degree where you felt like uh, Milwaukee didn't have a chance, you know so I can't argue with you that Milwaukee goes home and guys like you, as you mentioned, play better. They have to play better. I mean, how bad can Holiday play? He was seven for twenty-one last game, four for 14 first game. It's got to be better.
2: Tony Finn, wager talk. You can follow him on Twitter, Tony Finn, uh, wager talk. Find him at wagertalk.com. Tony, always a pleasure. We're going to do TV again. It was great stuff. We'll do TV next week too. We'll set up a thank uh, you. different day or something so it's not back-to-back days. <laughs> but uh, thank, thank, thanks for joining us, Tony. Sorry for the trouble. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go have a drink. Late night anger management class. Speaking of drinks, McAussie's lurking. Remember, you can listen to SportsGrid on the...
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: I like night anger management class. This is sports rage. I am Gable Moransi. Mick Aussie on the radar. Keep me, uh, keep me posted, radar. <laughs> Speaking of radars. Oh oh, Mick. Uh, I think Mick, Mick's actually say what you want about Mick, but Mick's actually pretty good. Like, it's the one thing I'll give you oh, know, Mick, I don't understand. I I whenever I get mad at our tech guys too, I tell them that. I'm like, you know what? i can drink like three bottles of vodka and do a show on youtube why are we having problems <laughs> right And uh, tony finn just had a big problem with it with his phone now i'm giving mick credit here and now he's shuffling around to see if mick knows how to use a phone what's up mick how you going
4: gabe of course i do mate i'm on the cell phone but i used to go to a pay phone as you know because they are even more clearer and reliable you can't find them anywhere now, hardly, so on the cell phone. So, yes, how you doing? Bad luck about your Montreal Habitants. But uh, they did well, mate, to get there, eh?
2: Well, it wasn't really bad luck. They weren't as good. Tampa were the better team. It is. But thank you. Yeah, it is, it is. It is what it is. But yeah, they didn't lose. Like it wasn't like, oh, they were unlucky. They didn't win the series. Right. They were unlucky. They didn't win one more game. <laughs> Put it that way. Like they should have won one. Like they should have won game two. And, you know, but whatever. Thank you. you know, it is It is what it is. Uh, all right. So hey, first, so what's up with Ben Simmons? This guy's a big trader. He should never be allowed back in Australia again.
4: Gabe, I'm with you. I try, I try to like him and I just can't, mate. I just cannot like him. Now, I'm not going to diss him like you do. I absolutely have no problems with you dissing him about not going to the Olympic Games and he's kissing his girlfriend in Wimbledon, but he rubbed me up the wrong way when I first saw him on Jimmy Kimmel and he's with one of the Kardashians. Like, yeah, he's an idiot, but... I don't agree with the Olympic Games going ahead anyway, so I actually can't diss him on that one.
2: Yeah, the Olympic Games going on, that's that's a debate. I see, listen, it's kind of crazy for a country to say we're in a state of emergency and then host the Olympics during a state of emergency. <laughs> right, like, it's, gone, well, it's like if you're in a state of emergency, maybe we shouldn't be having it. But they already canceled it once. They don't want to do it again. And you know, think about it for the athletes and stuff. They train for all these years, and then it couldn't. They weren't ready last year. They had to stay train another year to stay in shape and do it again. If I was an athlete and I was playing, I would be like, you know what? I don't care if there's fans at this point. You know, we got to Let's just go compete for the medals. So that's why I agree with them going on. I thought about it. I understand. I understand, but. And I know, listen, I think it's 80% of people in Japan don't even want it. They voted, like, cancel it. But they're not. They're not shutting it down. All right, listen, Mick, we got a lot of stuff to get to. we got soccer to get to. we got the big Conor. Who are you taking tomorrow, Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier? Who do you like? Ah, I'm sick of Conor
4: McGregor. Good on him making all that money, but I'm sick of him. He's overrated, so yeah, I'll go for the other guy. But the soccer, that's boring. <laughs> but yeah, I hope the... Uh, I hope the Italians actually beat the Pommies on that one.
2: <laughs> wow. You're upset, Matthias. Coming after your boy, Matthias. Connor's overrated. Soccer's boring. Wow. Just come, coming coming out. All right. All right. So let's get to your sport then, Mick. Oh, the, the, the funnest sport in the world. Take a shot. Aussie rules. This league's been pissing me off this year. I can't lie. I can't... Uh, I can't... Um, you're a little late, Matthias, so you gotta, you gotta respond after. <laughs> like you can't come in like a, a minute later. So, I don't know why I even try anymore. Uh, Carlton and Geelong. Uh, Mick, all right, so the Geelong Cats. I gotta say, Mick, out of all the years that you know we've been talking about this stuff, it's a long time, 15 plus years. The Geelong Cats might be the most consistent team, they're the most consistent team, Mick. Like, everybody else has sort of been up and down and, all oh, that team's good. And, you know what I mean? My West Coast Eagles are kind of consistent, consistently sixth and seventh place. And, they, you know, they'll win every once in a while. But the Geelong Cats, they're like the Patriots or something. They're always <laughs> good, Mick, this team. They're never bad. Like, they're never a bad team. No, you're dead
4: right. About uh, 30 years ago or more, they were pretty average, but they started to come good in about 1989. And you're right, they've been very consistent. They're going for broke this year. Like, they're pretty old. They recruited a couple of older players, but very good players. Like Jeremy Cameron from the Giants, absolute star. But he's out again, injured with the hamstring. I like the Cats to win this one, but they got a few injuries. But the Blues ever since there was rumors of their Coach T getting fired three weeks ago, they've won two in a row. I like the Cats to win, but you know what? Maybe the Blues cover that uh, 16 and a half. Could be an upset, but Cats, you would think, would get it done.
2: I'm trying to load the standings up here. Here we go. Here we go. Brought to you by Hungry Jacks, aka Burger King. Is, is Hungry Jacks better in Australia than Burger King is? In, in Canada and the United States? Is it better there or is it the same?
4: Oh, by an absolute mile. Like, Hungry Jack's would be the number one out of all of them. All the fast food crap. Hungry Jack's <laughs> is the best. The whopper. Oh, yeah, take the onions out. I don't know how anyone can eat raw onions. Like, it turns my stomach to Terrible, but yes, Hungry Jacks is very good, mate. And on your West Coast Eagles jersey, as you know, they're the main sponsor. But your Eagles were absolutely woeful, pathetic, putrid last week. They got smashed by the Swans. Luckily, you're in Montreal. Not following them, mate. They were disgusting last week. Done with
2: 118 your 118 to 26. 118 to 20. That's like how did I – that's an embarrassment. Like, like like seriously, like the North North Melbourne don't lose that poorly, Mick. How do how do they lose by that score? How do you lose one eighteen to twenty six?
4: See what happened because Sydney Sydney's under COVID lockdown. Oh, I could talk. You know, the other politicians in Australia are an absolute disgrace in regards to this COVID. So Sydney's in a lockdown. So the Sydney Swans had the choice where they wanted to play. And they decided to play the game in Geelong where the Eagles have a putrid record against the Cats, and they got <laughs> smashed. The Swans ran the ball very well. Eagles were old and absolutely terrible, mate. Swans. I actually put a few dollars on the Swans to win it all just for a bit of a bit of a roughie last week.
2: Uh, what about uh, what about Brisbane here? Brisbane, who are they playing? Saint Kilda. Brisbane uh Saint Kilda? Uh, The St. Kilda Saints, so what about a nice simple parlay here? These parlays never win it seems this year, but this one will. This one's going to win. Geelong Cats and uh, the Brisbane Lions, Mick. It's minus 179. There's no value here, but what about that? Brisbane's not losing to St. Kilda.
4: You know, they shouldn't. Brisbane Lions are going along very, very nicely. They won like 10 of their last 11 or something like that. Yes, I have the Lions, the Cats, and the Giants in the Tigers in a four-wayer. So, yes, if you want a two-wayer multi-parlay for tonight, the Lions and the Cats could be good. Lions are very St. Kilda's good been playing, playing pretty good, though, though Mick. Huh?
2: Huh? St. Kilda don't suck, actually, though. They've been pretty competitive. I'll give them that.
4: Yes, they have. They came sixth or seventh last year. They're out of the eight, but they're a chance. They're two points out of the eight right now. They've come good the last couple of weeks after getting beaten by the Crows. Uh, It's in Metricom, it's in the Gold Coast, so that's close to the Lions. I think the Lions should win that and probably cover. They're on fire.
2: All right, we'll get a couple more picks from Mick on the other side, then we'll get into the soccer and the UFC
3: work. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that
2: ever sucked. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moransi. I haven't uh, put, uh, put, hit uh, click yet. I haven't clicked it yet. <laughs> I got the parlay up, and I was just talking with James in the chat, who's also in Australia. Shout out to Rageaholics are worldwide. So shout out to James McInnes tuning in in Australia right now. Um, And he said even he doesn't bet this stuff because it's too unpredictable. And it is true. In the old days, the favorites used to win more. And I've also noticed, Mick, that sometimes I'll see, like, one of those games a few weeks ago, I bet on a team, they were up by, like, 42 or something. And I, you know, I fell asleep. It was like six in the morning. I wake up and I see I lost. They blew the lead. A lot of blown <laughs> leads in this stuff this year. It's been, been crazy. All right. So, what about Great Western, uh, Great Western City, and Gold Coast? What do you, what, who do you like there? Seventeen and a yeah, half, eighteen all, points. Jay- yeah. First
4: of all, James McGinnis, good fella down there in Sydney. He's always on the chat. I uh, like the Giants, mate. It's played actually being played at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. It's going to be cold. 30% of rain. The Suns there from the warm Gold Coast. But get this, the Suns defeated the Richmond Tigers last week. Can you believe that? And the Giants upset the Demons. So two teams that on the up. Giants in the eight right now. They have to win. They're a big chance to stay in the eight. Hogan's back. I like the Giants to win. Probably the under. It's going to be cold in Ballarat. Hey, but the unders are winning big this greatly, so be careful on your over bets, mate. Giants to win, Suns maybe
2: cover. All right, Western Bulldogs and uh, Sydney. Sydney smashed West Coast last week. Now, they're big underdogs against uh, the Western Bulldogs uh, in this game. Western Bulldogs right on the heels right now. They're knocking on Melbourne's door. They're only back by four points, 12 and three, so it's a big game uh, for them. Uh, Sydney, uh, Sydney coming off that big wins. A lot of points here, Mick, in this. twenty-one and a half. and a What about this one? Who do you like? Oh, my absolute game of the
4: week. I mean, the Demons and the Power. Pat Smears was meant to be, but the Power were terrible. Bulldogs and Swans, I like both teams. And here you go. Even though the under over is a bit higher, 163 and a half, I think the Swans and the Bulldogs are both running teams. Maybe the over on that one. Take the Bulldogs to win, but the Swans are a real chance. I'd take the Swans on the plus, and that's actually one of my best bets because they are a chance to win this. They're a good young running team. Buddy Franklin's going to kick a 1,000 goals soon. Great game. Bulldogs to win. Swans might cover that, Gabe.
2: Yeah, it's funny when I'm looking at it too I look I'm thinking you know what I like the over in this game too and it's really high when you consider the other totals you know 148 149 156 146 and a half 142 and a half this one 163 and a half 164 uh, right now sort of fluttering around 164 and a half was a lot of points but I, I'm with you look at Western Western have an explosive offense these guys put up a ton of points and uh, Sydney can score as well. So, I, I do think it, it could be a track meet. It's a lot of points. Um, I'm going to be, you know, I'll take a look at the over in that game. Uh, all right. So, R- Richmond and Collingwood. Um, Richmond and uh, Collingwood. This game's kind of a scrub game, right? Um, so, Collingwood, not very good. Then you get Richmond. Actually, Richmond's battling to try to get into the, into the playoffs right now, into the top eight. So, it's a massive game for Richmond. What about this game?
4: Yeah, the Tigers, like I said, they've gone rough, but you never know with them. They can just turn it on. As you know, they won three of the last four premierships. Magpies have been terrible. Their interim coach, Robert Harvey, absolute legend, St. Kilda player. Wish some of them could play like him. He was like Gretzky, mate. He just, like, had that extra time. He wasn't quick, but he just looked a beautiful player. I like the Tigers to bounce back on that one. Probably cover and probably under as well because it could be low scoring. Magpies probably won't score hardly at all. The big fella, Mason Cox, has been dropped. Tigers got some injuries, but yeah, they may, may, may make the eight, but they'll be struggling to make a run for the Premiership if they finish eight.
2: All right, so we talked about the West Coast Eagles, my team, got absolutely embarrassed, humiliated last week, one eighteen to twenty six against the Sydney Swans. The week before that, they got smashed by Western actually as well, 98-43. So it's been a you know it's been a tough couple of weeks here. They get the perfect team right now. They get North Melbourne. Uh, what do you what do you, you know, listen? They're like minus five hundred on the money line, but what about the point spreader? Do you think West Coast are going to murder these guys? Oh,
4: ha. My buddy, he's called a yank on the footy, does a podcast down there in the States. He has actually picked the Roos to win. Can you believe that? I don't think they will. The Roos are on the up, but the Eagles were putrid. The Eagles were putrid last week. They're back home at Optus. Yes, I think they will win. Maybe take Roos on the plus as a second bet. But get this, Gabe. They're playing on Monday night so they can get a crowd because of that strict idiot Premier, because of because of votes, two weeks ago against the Bulldogs, they called at 11 o'clock in the morning and they said no fans because one case of COVID. Can you believe this guy's listening? One case <laughs> of COVID in Perth and the Premier said no one in the crowd. West Coast Eagles have lost like six to eight million dollars in the last two home games. It's absolutely ridiculous what's going on with the government's Trying to control people down there. I'm disgusted. Eagles to win, bounce back because they got him. They're going to miss the eight if they don't get moving. And I like them. They got some star players, but they're just, there's something not right lately. Eagles to win, I think.
2: No, you're right. Something isn't right, you know. You get you lose. Like I said, it's hard to lose one eighteen to twenty six uh, like they did. All right, follow. You can follow Mick. Uh, get uh, more AFL picks throughout the weekend and everything else in between. Mick's craziness. Uh, Mick, thanks for stepping up and in here. We got to get to some soccer, some UFC. Um, I'd say, hey, who do you like in the soccer? You say it's boring, and then we got the Olympics coming up around the corner. And for the record, Australia are actually the second favorite, which means. The Sportsbooks thinks that uh, Australia have the best chance of making it to the gold medal game against the United States, Mick.
4: Yeah, we got Ingalls and Paddy Mills and we got Baines and we got Deliver Dover, the little fella. So yes, and Ben Simmons, what an idiot. That's why they're pissed off because they're a chance to win it. And soccer, if someone can send me the edit, just the hot chicks in the crowd, I'll gladly watch. And I'll go for the Italian girls over the English girls. And I'll go for both Brazilian and Argentinian women, because they're all hot down that way. <laughs> Hope the Italians win. They, but they're actors. They fall over all the time.
2: Thanks, Mick. <laughs> the girls. The Italian and the British girls. It's Mick Aussie. All right, good stuff, Mick. It's um, coming after soccer a little bit. See, why do people got to hate? You can't just like all sports. Can't, can't like all sports. But... You know, Mick's anti-rugby, too, even. He's just AFL, AFL. Even though rugby's pretty big, too, right? But uh, Mick, Mick's AFL only. And, you know, you got cricket in Australia, but, hey, listen, we, we love it all, baby. We love it all. So let's get into, uh, before we get into the Euro and the UFC, let's start off in chronological order. Let's jump into the Copa uh, here. Listen, we'll ask Matthias, but uh, Matthias, um, Matthias is part Argentinian. So I don't know if we're gonna get a fair and honest uh, breakdown and analysis here, but let me just ask you, Matthias, instead of the breakdown, how big is this for Messi, for Argentina? It's been a long time since like uh since you know there's been a big trophy hoist like this, or at least like to beat Brazil, right? So you've lost twice or the semis and then and in the final of this thing. I brought it up earlier about Messi. He doesn't have anything to prove to me, obviously, right? I mean, the guy's one of the greatest players of all time. I get it. But it would be nice for him to be able to hoist a trophy of this pedigree right now at this point in time. How big is this for Argentinian soccer tomorrow?
5: Gabe, I think this is the biggest game since the 2014 World Cup Final. Because Argentina believes they can win this game tomorrow. The team has a sense of belief that they are better than Brazil right now. And the people in Argentina believe it as well, which is the most important thing. This is their year. The team is very, very together. And uh, right when I think, you know, I can't wait for the game tomorrow because I really love this team at the moment. I think they have the right group of guys who are all playing for the jersey more than themselves, which is the most important thing when you play for your national team. You know, together is always better than one. And I feel like Argentina kind of fell away from that after the 2014 World Cup Final, and it showed in Russia. And now this team is back, and Messi is full of energy. He feels like he's five years younger, and Di Maria, you know, another star player, looks like he's five years younger. This is the right team to beat Brazil tomorrow. It's kind of hard to believe that the fans in Brazil are, some fans in Brazil are cheering for Argentina I thought that was a bunch of bull, but you know what? It's true. There's a lot of Brazilians right now that want Messi to actually win his first trophy in Brazil, and Neymar, out of all people, Neymar has came out to defend the flag of Brazil and to defend the team, saying that no Brazilian should root for Argentina tomorrow. I can't believe my ears, but that's the truth. So yes, there's a lot of belief that Argentina will win tomorrow, and I'm on that wagon.
2: I don't I don't know what the hell is going on in this world if like Brazilians are you know pulling if, if Messi's that big like really that's that that's pretty crazy um Messi says what I want most is to win a title with the national team um we are more eager than ever to win the Copa uh, they're jacked up they're they're absolutely uh, jacked up without a doubt Neymar uh wrote I am Brazilian with a lot of pride, with a lot of love. My dream was always to be on the Brazilian team and hear the fans singing. I never tackle or never attack Brazil if they're playing for something, whatever the sport. I am Brazil. Who is Brazilian and does it differently? <laughs> this is getting real. Let's do this thing. Well, ruin your appetites I'm buying lunch for everybody on me wow. <laughs> what's the occasion I'm rich <laughs> I won my bets on the Rose Bowl the Sugar Bowl the Cotton Bowl and I chunked it all on a hockey game and I won that <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> how much did you win 116
0: bucks
3: What <laughs> <Quite> a windfall <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I still feel tingly
2: thank you very much Barney Miller Wojciechowski, Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. All right. Uh, let's let's pick it up, man. We're in the home stretch uh, here. Last show of the week, Friday night free show. It's been a great week of shows. We get back uh, back on track. So Argentina, Brazil. Let's wrap this game up and we'll move forward. So right now at FanDuel, Argentina is plus two seventy in 90 minutes. The draw after 90 is plus 200. Brazil plus 105. Right, so um, Argentina plus 170. Now, Fan, FanDuel's got spread betting up. They got a million options, but they got they've spread betting up. Um, Argentina plus one goal. So this is within 90 minutes. Plus one goal. So in other words, if they win the game, you'd win the bet, but you wouldn't get the nice plus 270. If they the game was a draw after 90 minutes, you win your bet. If they lose by one, it's a push. So... You know, you've got some insurance here. So if you took this Argentina plus one, the only way you're losing a bet is if Brazil wins by two. And I don't think Matias thinks Brazil are winning by two. (laughs) Argentina. I actually like this. I think it's going to be a close match because I do think if Brazil does win, it'll be by one goal. I don't think. You know know what I'm saying, Matias? You know, is Brazil going to win 2-0? I don't think so, right? They're not going to win 3-1. I don't think there's going to be four goals. What's the score going to be? Most likely, 1-1 after 90 or 2-1? What do you think? What's your final score prediction?
5: Gabe, if Brazil wins this game, it'll be, it'll be 2-0 if they win this game, or 2-1. But if Argentina wins this game, it'll be 2-1 or 3-1. It'll, they'll score some goals. But usually when Brazil beats Argentina, they beat them by more than one goal. That's just the way that history has always presented itself. They'll win 3-0 or 2-0. It all depends on when they score the first goal. So as long as they don't give up – if Argentina doesn't give up the first goal in 15 minutes in the first 20 minutes of the game, they're going to be off on the right step. Hopefully they get the first goal. But history usually says that Brazil scores in the first 15 minutes and then it's just an avalanche from there. You know, that's that, – I, I hope I don't see the same story again tomorrow. I don't think we will, but that's just the way history goes. Usually Brazil wins 2-0 in the final in the, over the last 15, 20 years.
2: Well, the, the, if you look at the correct score – Brazil to win one nothing is five to one. So Brazil to win one nil is five to one. Brazil to win two nil is nine to one. One one is also five to one. So they, you know, so they're sort of you know, so it says all right. Brazil one 0 one one, 0-0 is plus five fifty. I doubt they're going to go scoreless. Neither team scoring that seems a little extreme. Argentina to win one 0 is plus seven fifty. Argentina to win 2-1 is 13 to 1. That's pretty good odds actually. For for like if Argentina could win like 2-1, 13 to 1. 2-0 Argentina is a 17 to 1. 0-0 plus 550, 1-1 5 to 1. And uh, 2-2 is 19 to 1. And you know, good job by FanDuel. They got a million props up including cards. I hit the over cards today in the um we hit the uh, the cards today in the match between uh, Colombia and Peru over four and a half. Total cards, all right, odd even, red card market. Will it be a red card in the match? Will it? Time of first card. When will the, you know what's just interesting? Time of first card. Zero to fourteen fifty nine plus one ninety two. I no, think there'd I, be I a card.
5: I, I don't I don't think there'll be a card in the first fifteen minutes of the game that would be a very stupid card for a final because then whoever gets the card the whole team has to change the way that they play you know what i mean one yellow you can't play as aggressively anymore that player can't play as aggressively as he wants to cuz one more and he's out so that changes everything oh, around you know a card so early in the final the coach is going to be ripping off his hair if a player gets a card in the first 15 minutes cuz it literally changes everything
2: first booking First booking, Argentina, Brazil, or I know booking. All right, no-booking. I hear what you're saying. I know there was only one today. There was one card in the first half today, and then there was, a, there was a million in the second. It picks up, as you stated, as the game goes on. But one thing is, too, these are championship games, and I know the suspensions carry over, but players don't really care about that, right? Uh, so I'm just they on everything. All right, so what's your final score prediction, Matthias? Now we're going to move on. It's final, your, your final chance to say something about this match. What's your final score prediction?
5: 2 0, Argentina, man of the match, Emiliano Martinez with four plus saves.
2: All right, the goaltender, the smack talking goalie. Um, that's a bold prediction, 2 0. So if you bet, like I said, bro, that's 17 1. You got to take that then. 17 1, 2 0. It's a tough dos a
5: cero. one. Let's go, just like the U.S. likes to tell Mexico. Dos a <laughs>
2: I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give the same score prediction for the Euro on this. <laughs> what I'm gonna, I'm well, taking Argent. Well, I know I was gonna say one-one after ninety. I like the Euro one-one after ninety. I'm betting that.
5: I like, I like that too. I like that too. That's what I would do.
2: This one, it wouldn't shock me if it was two-one, but I don't think so. Like people always think automatically that like the South American game is going to be higher scoring, and they're not always like. So it's still a championship game, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not to just you know, going to be running up and down a pitch. I don't think it's going to be three-two or something like that. Is it one-one? I don't know. I'd say the winner's going to win two-one. I think the winner wins two-one. I got a feeling it goes over. I think the winner wins two-one, and I can see something crazy happening. It's going to be like a penalty kick or something in the 87th minute. Like, that's my prediction for Argentina and Brazil. I'm taking Argentina, though, plus the one at minus 165. All right, so, I said 1-1. I'm looking forward to this one. Italy and England at Wembley. Let's get the exact score props up uh, for this one. Uh, So, so, man, they're both so evenly matched. Uh, Spinazzola is out. Spinazzola is out uh, for, for Italy. Uh, but both these teams are good at the back end. I don't know. I've heard people breaking down the game and saying that uh, that England are more skilled up front. I don't buy it. I know that Italy hit a wall against Spain, but it's not easy playing Spain. Spain are ball hogs, man. What are you going to do? Like, they got the ball all the time. What are you, like, you, what, how are you going to get it from them? You know what I mean? Like They did a good they job surviving that.
5: They would have done the same thing to everybody else except France. Exactly.
2: Like what are you gonna do against like people bitch? Like whatever, dude. That's Spain. They have the ball ninety percent of the time. And then you what you it's hard to get anything going. They take you out of your groove. Like they did a good job hanging in there actually and not melting, because they were tired at the end. But I know England, you know, listen, England have the flashy players and the media players, right? And Kane and Sterling and the EPL and all that. It is at Wembley, even though I think there'll be a strong Italian contingent there. It is still on Italian, uh, on English soil um, at Wembley Stadium. Italy right now, plus 200, draw. Listen, a draw was plus 200 earlier in the day at FanDuel. Now it's plus 190. That's what I'm going to be betting. I think it's going to be a draw after 90. And maybe somebody scores in extra time. Or, like, I'm more convinced this game goes to extra time in the Brazil-Argentina game. I think Argentina, like I said, Argentina-Brazil, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I got a feeling that someone's going to win 2-1 in high drama, like, in regulation type thing. And it goes over to 2.5 at plus money. But, you know what, I'd actually take both teams to score in Brazil-Argentina, too. You take a look at the odds of that. But Italy and in England... I don't know. I just really believe, Matthias. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a 1-1 game, bro, after 90 minutes. Like, it's going to extra time. I think it could go to penalty kicks, but I think we're definitely going to extra time in this match. I'm taking the plus 190 in this. What are you doing with this one?
5: I like the jaw as well, and I love the scoreline at 1-1. Uh, I'm still going with Italy after the full entire time. You know, I yeah, think we've liked Italy from the get-go. You know, we've been talking about the Italians since before the tournament started. And they've done everything right. You know, they they've played well. You know what I like,
2: Matthias? Italy have beaten different types of teams. You know what I mean? Exactly. They're like, all right, it's a slug fest, we gotta win one nil. Okay, listen, we're playing Belgium, let's go. You know what I mean? Like we gotta pick it up. Like they you know what I mean? Like every test they've met, sort of like of different styles of soccer. And I don't think I don't think English's side scares Mancini. He's a good enough tactician, bro, that he he'll have a game plan.
5: Absolutely. You know, and thinking about England's game against Germany, which was their most dangerous game in the tournament, England did play well because they were able to win the game late. But let's not get it twisted. Germany had many opportunities to get that first goal and they weren't able to produce. And then even at the end of the game, when they had a chance to tie it up on a free breakaway in the back where, you know, Mueller sent it wide, that game could have very been Germany's way. You know, we might not have England here right now. So they've had some luck, you know, gone their way. I just think that it's the Italians' time. They're a whole unit from top to bottom, Gabe. You know, when you look at their back, they feel like a solid wall in the back. England doesn't feel like a solid wall. They're, st- they're still a little bit scared with Jordan Pickford in the back. He makes mistakes left and right as a goalkeeper. And that's something that the Italians don't do. The Italians don't make mistakes in the back. So that that's something that's in their security blanket. You know what I mean? If they're going to lose. They're going to lose because they can't score goals, not because they're going to get scored on.
2: Yeah, very good points. You talk about Pickford. I I, I agree. Um, listen, England, and also, I almost think it's harder to play at home. I know that they got it done against Denmark, but it's a little, they were supposed to do that. Now it's real. Like, now it's real, real. Now, now you're playing Italy, and... and Now the pressure builds over the weekend. You can't escape it. You've been at home. It's not like you're just flying in for the game. You're you're in the middle of this. I can't imagine. We talk about the Canadian Montreal Canadians and pressure and stuff. Like the British tabloids are second to none when it comes to this stuff, right? The media there and and the fans, like I can't imagine just the streets right now of you know all over England. Like the the anticipation already building. But I'm with you, bro. I sort of see it the same way where one one. 1-1 1-1 one, one after 90, and Italy scores an extra time, or Italy wins in PKs. I don't know. And it's nothing against and Shout out to our boy Kyle Johnson. I know he's a big, uh, big British, you know, English fan of Ken Peacock. Got a lot of hardcore fans. It's nothing personal. I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm not Italian, so uh, I'm not, I don't have a horse in the race. But I just sort of see the pain. I don't know. I tell you what, if Gareth Southgate pulls this off, man, this guy's going to be a legend forever, Matthias. Legend forever.
5: In my honest opinion, Gabe, I think he's actually held them back a little bit. I really do. I think that team is a lot better with some guys that they have on the bench, but they have so much talent that it's kind of taken away from the mistakes that he's made. And it's not like England's played, you know, the top competition, you know, leading leading up to this route. So I, I think there's, you know, him bringing on Jack Grealish very late in games, him bringing him on and then taking him back out after they score a goal He's just very jumpy, and I still don't have a lot of belief in Kane. He's going to live and die with Harry Kane, and I think tomorrow, or on Sunday, excuse me, it might cost him because he has better strikers on the bench that he's reluctant to play.
2: Well, you know, technically, depending on where you are, it is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, here, it's just true. Even though I feel the same way, I'm like, nah, nah, it's two days from now, but it is. You're right. It's, it's technically tomorrow. All right, it's Connor McGregor. Let's blast through it. Connor McGregor. I've talked about it quite a bit through the week on the other shows, too. I'm taking uh, Poirier. I know you, you, you're a Connor fan, right? you taking Connor in that fight or Poirier? I'm taking Poirier all the way. All right, smart man. Listen, conor has got a chance on athletic ability. But I think he's rolling in and thinking maybe I'll win, and if I don't, who cares?
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Can't listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she
2: told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, it's never enough time, is it? Three minute warning level three, man figure out we got to get to everything so we're going to talk really fast so I didn't like the way that uh, and I'm not one of these guys everyone does it I I, I'm not good at it you try to read weigh-ins oh this guy looks good that guy looks bad I'm not Mike Dolce you know what I'm saying the Dolce diet so but I've been around long enough to sort of you can tell like it's one of those deals I don't like just fully buy in about oh this guy looks ripped or he looks this or that Carter wasn't himself at the weigh-in. He was he was goofy, his stupid stuff. He's waving his arms around. He, his face like he looked dehydrated. His face like he had no skin on his face. You also noticed he was kind of lurching, like leaning over. Like look at Poirier. Watch like their stare-down today. Like Poirier is just standing solid. Looks thick. Like you know, hit the weight room. He's thick. He's solid. Standing straight up. Connor's kind of like leaning over. Like Connor looked tired. Like, think of all the media Connor's done. They're like Stephen A. Smith interviews this, stupid setup restaurant bit with people outside the other day. And I remember too, I remember in the old days, Connor would be like his diet. He was like, Oh, I'm eating rice and I'm eating this for a five. I saw him the other day eating lobster tail and prawns or whatever. It's like, all right, bro. Connor's got skill. I'm not saying Connor's doing coke every night before the fight, but he's just showing up on skill. No, he, is he just showed up on skill. He's like, you know what, I, you know, if I do my thing, I can, maybe I can catch him here. And Dustin's fighting for his life. It's a little bit different. So give me Poirier. Wonder Boy and Birds, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I like Wonder Boy, but I like the fact that Wonder Boy is such a big favorite. It's like minus 174. Yet Wonder Boy is a good fighter. Like, he's been around a long time. I remember when he was just sort of the karate kid early. Now he's figured it out, Mathias. He's good. His takedown's good now. He's good at distance and stuff. He's good with those kicks to keep you away from him. And secondly, he's really good at racking up points, bro. He's good at racking up points. So give me, me Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, he's going to rack up points. Give me Thompson. I think Tuavasa beats uh, Hardy. Who do you got in that one?
5: I'm not Hardy, Dave. I'm uh, Hardy. I'm not
4: Michelle i got Dustin
2: all right. Uh, follow Matthias on Twitter. He'll be posting some pics tomorrow. So will I at Sports Rage. Other, other night, you're on your own. Later. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can
0: use. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, "You Might Be Right," former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories.